everyone. Welcome to episode 54 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life and pneumonia. I'm Robert Scarponito, and I have a really bad throat. I'm going to cough a lot. And I'm joined here by the not-sick Jack Cepeda. This 54th episode brought to you and sponsored by Centrum Silver for those silver years, motherfuckers. What's up? We are not sponsored by Centrum Silver. And (laughs) (laughs) our vitamin boy, Colin Sparling. Hey, actually, I did take my multivitamin this morning. Thanks to you. Thank you for reminding oh, me. Oh, I still need to take mine. But do you guys how ever are you do, doing, y'all? Do you I love y'all. The fucking uh, the gummy vitamins. I was about to pop some right now. Gummy, you, listen, gummy vitamins though. Like, I don't think that. Like, I love how they had to come out with a marketing campaign that was like adult gummy vitamins <laughs> because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> adults are just like, no, fuck that kitty bullshit. Yeah, like, I, I'm we're gonna a fan. give you fucking like every everyone wants to eat fucking gummy candies that are healthy for you, and they're like heavily sugared too. And I'm just like, there's no way this is healthy. Yeah, you could you could easily sit there and like accidentally eat like ten. Yeah, yeah but, and then next thing you know, your body gets an overwhelming amount of vitamins. You have to go to the hospital, you just start get your stomach pooping, pumped. You die. Yeah, you start pooping yellow and shit. You're like, ooh. <laughs> but anyways. Back to uh, the segue that Jack so rudely interrupted. No, it's all right. Yellow poop. Uh, um, so, no, I'm just saying, man, I'm feeling, I've been pretty, pretty, uh, feeling pretty sentimental lately. I know last week I talked about getting rid of games and shit like that. And with, mm. with the times of kind of getting ready to move out to the Pacific Northwest and looking back on, you know, the, the life that I've lived here in Columbus, Ohio for the past few years and looking forward. I've been kind of just like, you know, a lot of self-reflection type of thing. So I, I basically uh, and Robert were kind of and I were kind of talking about this yesterday, like kind of like where we came from. And if we've thought about our life going the way it goes, you can't really ever plan for that sort of thing. But I kind of wanted to talk about talk about in retrospect, like before school, before college, before even maybe high school. Where did you guys think your life was going? What like what were maybe some of your childhood dreams? Like what did you, did you think? Ever would be a, like a doctor, a fireman, work at a dildo factory? What? Oh, that that was it. That was it. I'm surprised <laughs> you like know that psychic. so well. <laughs> Damn. Somebody's got to do it. Go ahead, Robert. You go first. So I've always wanted to work in a dildo factory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like when I was younger, I actually kind of like wanted to be a lawyer. The thought of like. You know, wow. fighting the good fight. Like I was naive, right? Fighting the good fight fighting and the like, good fight, and then you, know. you ended up uh, you end up a defendant lawyer. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, even that idea of like you know, oh, maybe you're not actually innocent. Uh, you're not actually guilty. Is so I'll prove you innocent. You're actually a good boy. Like you know, the, just the idea of being like a defender for those that have been wronged. Uh, and then hmm. I realized, wait, actually, one, being a lawyer requires stupid amounts of money because you have to go through law school. And then two, even if you go through law school, you still pretty much have to be sleazy to do anything in that business. Yeah. Like, Were you like, just playing a lot of Ace Attorney at the time? Be honest. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. part of it, too. Objection. 100% a <laughs> yeah. part of it. But, like, no offense to all you lawyers out there, but, like, it's just really hard from what I've seen and heard to be, like, straight and narrow as a lawyer. Like, 100%, like, Batman moral ethics kind of shit. You hate lawyers until you need one. Exactly. Then you love lawyers. But then, like, right. that's that's part of the reason why I kind of lean toward journalism. Because journalism is a similar idea of, like, here's the truth. I pursue the truth and want people to know the truth without all the bullshit of, like, you know, having to defend people and having to, like, you know, 
just deal with a legal process that's really dumb. The virtuous mission. Is that where it kind of like so? That's the kind of where the idea of of going into journalism stemmed from was was the idea of just basically searching for the truth and just giving people the true facts. Yeah, because like truth is so subjective. No, no one knows the real truth, right? Like, no. Like I'm convinced there is no one agreed upon truth. There is just a truth that a lot of people agree upon. The Earth right. is round. No, it's flat. Yeah. No, <laughs> actually, quick segue here, and we've totally forgot to add into the news. Speaking of like true facts, actually, YouTube just announced that they're putting in a new algorithm or something like that to pick on up on fake news and fake facts. They're actually going to have a fact checking algorithm now Whoa! for videos. That's kind of scary if they it, can it define is the way. truth. But it's being backed by uh, Encyclopedia Britannica mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Wikipedia. Wow, and, that's interesting. I mean, I think shit like that's good, though, because a lot of people want to lie on the Internet just to prove their points. You know, it's like so common. It's so easy to do, which is why so many do it. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, is, shit, we, it's it's so incredibly apparent in, in the industry that we love right now. You know, you know e- even on that, that minuscule of a scale, that, that specific subject matter, it's just like it, it affects everything. Like, everything. What, like one of my favorite stand up bits, uh, Craig Ferguson, he does a stand up bit where he's like, uh, did you know Reese Witherspoon is six foot one? Nah, I'm no, I'm not. No way. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's not. But if someone tweets it and then retweets it. Then maybe she is six foot one. You know, every it gets thousands of retweets, millions of retweets, and then Reese Witherspoon's on her phone. It's like, what? I'm six foot one. Maybe I am. I mean, we study <laughs> maybe, that. Maybe yeah, I we am. study that in communications, right? In college, like uh, language works the same way. Like the more something gets used, the more it gets disseminated amongst the populace, the more it just becomes. Real, That's exactly you know? it. One of actually one of my favorite examples is uh, so you know you know that like really viral scene from The Prince of Bel Air. Where like supposedly Will Smith like improvised that scene where he his dad tells him he doesn't want him like his quote unquote dad in the show his real dad and he starts crying and shit right he's like why don't he want me man why don't he want me fucking amazing scene amazing acting um but like everyone had this has this idea in their head that Will Smith actually improvised all that and pulled emotions from his like his interactions with this real father like in real life sure actually completely untrue. Yeah, he oh, actually, wow. his dad is is still in the picture. Like his real dad is like still in the picture. He talks to his dad all the time, and like his him and his real dad are on good terms. And like he was oh, raised well. He he wow. didn't come from like a broken home really or anything. So wow. yeah, so ever I don't know where the mythos came from, but this shit, it just turned into this thing where uh, I mean, granted, Will Smith is still a great actor, but if anything, that talks about like you know his great acting skills. Yeah, more than anything, you know. But, but yeah, it's just one of those things, man. That, like. It, it just the way the age that we live in now, it's just so much easier to get skewed information. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like the Mandela effect. You guys know about that, right? Remind me. Uh, remind heard, me. I, I know the it, name. Yeah. So there yeah. are people who thought Nelson Mandela has been dead. And <laughs> and just that idea has been propagated so much. Everyone just started to believe it until it's like, no, he's he's alive he's still around. He's still around up and kicking. Yeah. No shit. Wait, the Mandela effects actually named after Nelson Mandela. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. it's exactly huh. that. So, or like, that. for example, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some famous examples of it. There's, there's one where, oh, oh, this is a common one. Uh, you know that old show, Sex in the City? Yeah. Is it Sex and the City or Sex in the City? In. It's Sex and, isn't it? It's Sex and. Yeah. It's not in, it's and. Wow. Yeah, cool. but but a lot of people, for some reason, remember it as in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, the idea of kind of like inserting information where there is none. 
yeah s- sort of thing right yeah, well, yeah, okay. you hear it over and over again and it's like you can't tell if it's in or in in or end <laughs> it's weird yeah i know right. what you mean though yeah so it, it's kind of similar to that where it's just like once once people start propagating it as truth you kind of just start to believe like oh yeah maybe maybe that is the truth yeah i mean but um, anyway back to our original discussion but that's really cool that like i mean it's kind of like really noble actually that you kind of wanted to just get into that for like the truth I mean, it's kind of like the base reason why. Obviously, you love everything that comes with journalism. Mm-hmm. As for as long as I've known you, at least it seems that way. Unless you're like right now, you're like fuck journalism. I don't want anything to do with it. But <laughs> but that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. What about what about you, uh, Jack? So I was weird kid. I would put together models, little tiny models of the AH sixty four Apache helicopter in the U.S. Army. Nice. <laughs> and I would put together put together really intricate like really hard to build models like this wasn't no lego shit this was like no you're gonna like glue this together you need like tweezers and shit and like you know little tiny pieces everywhere and put the engine together and the whole thing so i would build like a bunch of those when i was really young actually and uh i was just always good with like engineering shit like legos or like just any kind of like constructive toy where you piece things together so i got into that and i just like fell in love with that helicopter so i was like i want to fly this helicopter i want to be an apache pilot in the army like growing up, but you know, as fate would have it, my vision certainly is far from twenty twenty. So there's no way I could ever like pilot a vehicle. Well, give you know, yourself two military. years. No, it's not going to happen. I've <laughs> reserved myself to that. Oh, so, oh come on, no. So really? I yeah yeah. So that was kind of like my dream job. I really wanted to do that for some you really, reason. You really wanted to fly planes and all that. A helicopter. I wanted to fly that yeah. specific helicopter. Oh, just that helicopter. That just specific that helicopter is the gotcha. one that I wanted to to fly. Because also I was coming off of like the you know Desert Storm, like the first invasion of Iraq, where we like destroyed one of the strongest army. Like America destroyed like one of the strongest armies in the world in like two weeks or some shit like that. Like we won a war. It was crazy, dude. The first Desert Storm was like to me to my memory was the highest like patriotism I'd ever experienced in America, like true patriotism where it was like cool to like be into America and cool to like be into the flag and sing the national anthem. Like Whitney Houston singing the national anthem at like the Super Bowl or something like that. I don't know if you guys have seen that before. It's like one of the best renditions of national anthem ever, but it was like a like a real like real different time. <laughs> I'll just put it like that. It was a lot different back then than yeah. the way it is. Like Murica did not even exist. Anyone say Murica that did not even exist on the planet Earth. No one even knew what that meant or, yep. or was. And now America's just one giant meme. So, yeah. So, well, so you know, those are those are good times. But that's kind of um, what I wanted to be growing up. And, you know, now I am a, a official podcaster professionally now. <laughs> you get paid 100%. No, I, I definitely don't. And, hey. and now I'll turn over to our sponsors. No, I'm kidding. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that that's actually that's like probably one of the more unique uh, childhood dreams I've heard, Jack. It was highly Fla- specific. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> nothing's more powerful than the wish of a child, except an Apache fucking helicopter with <laughs> machine guns on the side. <laughs> but what if the dream of a child is an Apache helicopter? Uh, uh, well, fucking well, Jackson, we are throwing a wrench in everyone's <laughs> logic. I don't fucking Rip. know. What did, what did I, baby Colin want to be? Fuck, dude. So I, man, I went through a lot of different things, but nothing like too crazy i would say like nothing too like outlandish um so there was one point where like i was like hey it'd be really cool if i was a pro football player it'd be really cool if i was a pro basketball player i was like i'm tall i could be a basketball player and that's when i spent you know a whole you know three months actually liking basketball 
Mm-hmm. It was more so because I liked basketball video games than anything. And, and then and you hope to become like that. Right. Right. And then when I got a little bit older, I like I wanted to be a rock star. Like, mm. you know. Like I mean, who the, doesn't? Yeah, I went to ah, Chuck E. Cheese. True. Right. I, like, I want to be Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> right. I wanted to be a, you know, a fucking rock star cuz I thought I mean, my dad growing up was in a rock and metal cover band and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So I was like, I want to do that. Like I want to fucking rock out on stage and play for people and get famous and be rich and stuff and live I mean, the fucking party in life and shit. In a way, Chattel you kind of did world. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did part, but I did, I get to, I did get to play in front of people, which I'm like super thankful for. And it's still one of my favorite things in the world to do. Um, and I'm still not the best at it, but you know, I'm working at it. And I and it's it's great and I've gotten to experience that. Obviously, I'm I'm not gonna like actually experience the full on rock star lifestyle. But another thing, I mean, video games have always, 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 always been a part of my life, and they have always been like in the back of my mind the thing that I wanted to to do when I got older. And it's becoming closer and closer to a reality. And what I mean, one of the things growing up, right, was like I actually got the criticism like. Hey, like, what kind of career can you actually be and you know do with video games anyway? You you know what I mean? Because I came from a small town, and like they they didn't really know anything about it. My parents were like, "Oh no, like if you're gonna do some of the computers, you're gonna go to school and be a computer engineer and sit on your ass and program all day," which is, I'm sure is great for some people, but it's definitely not my thing. Like, I'm definitely not a science and math guy, um, or at least a science in tr- traditional sense. I, I love social science, but not like. Uh, you know, biology, fucking rocket science, all that shit. Oh, I like biology. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool, but I don't have a crazy interest in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of, kind of where I'm at. It's kind of, kind of boring story, but kind of want to <laughs> just do be, do video games and, I, and I'm on the path there and continue to work towards it though. You know, I've always, I agree with you. I've always liked video games. I've kind of ebb and flowed throughout <laughs> my life. Like, you know, my interest has risen and fallen you know just with whatever else is going on but something i can't deny is that i always go back to video games even if i go yeah. away fucking pulls me back in like regardless so it's always happened my whole life so i think it always will continue to be some part of my life yeah you know? for sure and, it, and it's one of those things that's like i i, just, I just kind of came to the realization one day it just hit me i was like you know video games are something that i constantly think about they're yeah. always on my mind they're almost never not like I'm always thinking <laughs> thinking about like okay when I get home am I gonna play games what game am I gonna play uh, for how long should I get around to this game should I I mean can I research this game I want to know about how this game worked I want to know the history of this game blah 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 etc 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 I can relate just, yeah it's just all, all video games all the time and I fucking I just can't get enough man it's great the culture the the people everything well the culture could, culture could use a little bit of improvement maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, what are you talking about i have no idea what you're talking about robert yeah, i fucking uh, what are you talking about everyone's just at fucking tiny loving flowers and... <laughs> now uh the tiny disc.com tiny I, have disc a podcast. Random, I have a random question guys because i have no segue for this oh no have you Uh-oh. ever have you ever driven on a road where you know beyond the shadow of a doubt 100 percent Someone died on this at this very spot in the road. Yeah. Like someone fucking died right here. I can't think of a specific time. No. Well, okay. Like growing up like small segue or small uh, tangent, but like growing up in small town America, you know, 
it was one of those things where like you would go a little bit outside town and we'd have you would just have dangerous dangerous intersections you know mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. like to f- just fucking blow through them mm-hmm. and we had one of those intersections right outside of town that had like the cross on the side of the road with the kid's name on it who died in like, a really bad accident right um and those are like there's quite a few of those around my area because some of the intersections are just so terrible Jeez. some of the visibility just isn't good a lot of hills a lot of bad signage Yeesh. But yeah. So so the reason I ask is because driving home from work it must have been yesterday. No, it was Monday. Driving home from work at like three forty five PM on the way I drive to work every single day, a guy in his twenties lost control of his vehicle and like it was raining really bad in Austin Monday and he like like hydroplaned, I guess, into the oncoming traffic and just like died instantly. Yeesh. And like oh the two, two guys in a truck that hit him, they went to the hospital. But like they had to, as a result, you know, when they have a fatal accident, they have to shut down like the whole road. This is like the one way to get from downtown Austin to the north, <laughs> like northwest area of town where tons of people live. And it's like the one way to go. So needless to say, this is like right before rush hour, right? It was fucking crazy jammed up, like totally, totally standstill traffic, like the dark, dark brown maroon on Google Maps. If you ever see that. Yeah. Like it was. Oh, like, yeah. It was like really chucked up. So I was like, you know what? This is like the only way I can get home. This is like a total bottleneck and it's not going to open anytime soon. So I just went to the movies and I just watched a movie. I was like, I'm just going to watch a movie here for two hours rather than sit in traffic for two hours. Yeah, that's fair. That's a dark <sighs> segue to just say I watched a movie, my man. No, yeah. it's not even about the movie. It's not about the movie. But now it's like really what it is is like now every time I drive home, I know exactly where this dude died and I like drive there like every day. I'm like, shit. Yeah, I mean, you never really hear about like haunted big roads. Like, you know what I mean? Like haunted you, roads. Well, haunted roads is a thing. Haunted bridges are a thing, but they're usually like some back out, like back country fucking out of the way, a smaller road or really rough road out in the middle of nowhere. Never really think of like, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that most accidents would happen on busy, busy highways, right? Just because of the sheer volume of cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, I mean, no one, so no one's ever like, you know, Oh, a haunted highway, a haunted fucking six, Lane super high. Sounds like <laughs> yeah. A, don't get on three fifteen. That shit's haunted. Sounds like yeah, a don't David get on fucking seventy one. Like, wow. So I gotta do drive where this dude died. Now it's just sad. It's rough because the dude was like only in his twenties and stuff. And I was like, man, yeah, is, it, is it just something that's been weighing on your mind? It sounds like. I guess it's only been two days. Yeah. It just bothers me because they still have the uh, spray paint like neon green, like to outline where the cars were and shit that hit. Oh, so I, I see that and all that. And, like broken. There's still a little bit of broken glass and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, you know it, it's it's it, it's kind of like fucked up to sound that like I always I, like I, every once in a while when I'm driving I always have the thought of like of like never actually thinking about doing it but it's like wh- what would actually fucking happen if like you know I fucking fainted or whatever or something or I sneezed at the wrong second and I fucking went into the other lane and oncoming traffic it happened. is crazy because we all just agree that we're gonna drive 50 55 60 miles an hour like you know six inches away from certain death like on I mean, the regular, true. on the regular, it's just like Dude, wow, we just well, all do oncoming this. Oncoming traffic, like especially when I first started driving, scared the ever living bejesus out of me. My I dad mean, it, actually gave it, me. My dad used to give me a whole bunch of shit because I would ride so hard on the right side of the road. Hmm. So I, because I, mean, like, I would be almost out of my lane. I didn't yeah. like. I don't like even uh, freeways where there isn't much room between like the sidewall <laughs> and your car. I don't even like those. Right. What are you gonna say, Robert? I mean, I'm just saying if the idea of oncoming traffic doesn't scare you still. 
there's something wrong with you. Oh, well, of course, it still scares me to a degree, but it's one of those things where you kind of like you tune it out a little bit more yeah, than, yeah, yeah. than you did. You know what I mean? It's not it's, it's not actively making me as nervous. You're not like texting while you're driving. Hopefully you fuckers. Oh, fuck. No, it's illegal here. You get fined five hundred dollars. Man, Austin's so I, smart. I think I can't remember yeah. which state it was. Could have been Georgia. But apparently if you have your phone anywhere on your person while driving, even if you're at a stoplight, they'll, you can get fined and pulled over. You mean Oof. like it can't be sitting in the cup holder next to you? It can't be on your lap. It can't be in your hand. Oh. It, like I, I think it's okay if you have it in the cup holder or whatever, but it's, you can't have it anywhere like on your person. Hmm. Yeah, it's similar to the, the law here. If they see you on it at all or anything like that, they will. You're not even allowed to technically. If you're going by the letter of the law, you're not even allowed to use like a navigation system like that's built into your car, like the screens and shit. Really? You're not even allowed to like be touching that or be distracted while you're driving. Technically. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean that makes Anyways. sense. Yeah, you don't want to get distracted while driving. Yeah. Wait, so uh, are our traditional GPS is completely obsolete now? Like, are they not a thing? Can you not buy them anymore? The thing I, where yeah. you stick it on your window, yeah, like a Garmin coupling? or something. I don't like think that. I, Garmin those. now sells it directly to the car manufacturer, so it's just like, oh, your car has a Garmin in it. It's like built into uh, the dash. Okay, now. That, that's what yeah, I. Have. That actually makes a lot of sense. That's what yeah, I have. Be, because like everyone, I just like kind of just uses their phones now, Google Maps or what have you. Yeah, I mean that's what I do. Right. I think most people do now. Right. Uh, you guys want to switch gears, though? You guys want to talk about some games we've been playing for the past week? Let's fucking do it, man. Always ready to talk games. Let's do it. Let's talk about some video games. Uh, Colin, do you want to start us off this week? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if any of us, I don't think any of us have actually talked about this game yet. Um, so I... Uh, you know traded in a couple games local game shop back home level up what's up guys and uh had a little extra extra trading credit than i thought i would so i ended up picking up uh the crash uh bandicoot insane trilogy i I thought you're trying to get rid of games dude what are you doing buying games no i did like i'm i'm more so trying to get rid of volume so it's less stuff to take but i had some extra stuff so still quality gaming like the crash trilogy (laughs) yeah anyway got the crash bandicoot insane trilogy on nintendo switch Pretty damn awesome. It runs great on the Switch. Looks awesome. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit lower res. It's not like the 4K you're going to be getting on a PS4 Pro by any means. Mm-hmm. But, man, those games, <laughs> still a lot of fun. Still brutally hard. I think I've died, like, over 100 times already. And I'm still in the first game. I mean, at, at least mm. Crash has a ton of uh, fun death animations, though, right? Oh. Like, wow. I can't. That game had some of the best death animations. Oh, one hundred percent! Like as soon as you hit an enemy, just barely, he turns into a fucking angel and then rises to the sky. Yeah, <laughs> like, is, is it crazy to you guys at all, or is this just me being a '90s kid that like we're playing Crash Bandicoot games on a Nintendo console? Because that blows my mind. It's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, it's wild. It's on Xbox too. You know that, right? And I didn't and Steam. know that, but damn, you can download it on Steam right now if yeah. you wanted. Crash Bandicoot. Wow. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, well, to be fair though, there was there was a uh, Crash Bandicoot games on the, uh, the Game Boy. Yeah, Game Boy, Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance. I was huge in into Crash, uh, huge into Crash when it first came out on PS One. I was a big PS One adopter, and I kind of that's when I kind of fell off of Nintendo and Mario, and even Mario sixty four. But now look, test of time, that Mario sixty four is the far superior game to Crash One. But back then, I was convincing myself, no, this Crash game is better than Mario because I, I had to pick one, right? Nah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would say Mario 64 is definitely superior, but Crash Bandicoot, man, there's just, it's there's so much charm to that game, though. Mm-hmm. There's just it's just magical and in, in a certain way, 
just hearing, you know, booting it up, hearing the theme music. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, turn it up, crank it. Yeah. <laughs> I still think of the theme music from the um, the first level, that whole first world. So oh, good. yeah. Oh, yeah. The bongos. That's all I think about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so, and, and the thing is, like, I know that they were trying to take advantage of, like, oh, you know, the PS1's, like, one of the first 3D consoles there is, 32 bits, blah, blah, blah. And it's great. And it, and it plays okay in a lot of the 3D platforming parts, but damn is it frustrating when they try to do side-scrolling parts. Mm. Because they keep the third dimension there. You can still go forward and backwards, so you can, like, fall off the back of the fucking platforms. Oh, and, like, shit. miss jumps, like, super easily Ugh. because of that, because of the camera angle. So it's so bullshit. If you turn your joystick just just barely in the wrong degree, then you, you fuck yourself and you die. Yikes. I, uh, <laughs> it's brutal. I, play, I played Crash 1, loved it. Then I played Crash 2, and then I never played another Crash game in my entire life. Crash 3 Warped! I never played anything pl- Warp, past Crash Warped 2. Warped I loved. Warped was good. That's what I hear. But, but I don't know. I, I wanted to pick up the Insane trilogy, but decided against it. Just because I've been playing so many other games. Like, I don't have... I would I not you. have time to beat it. As much as I would love to, like, revisit that nostalgia. Um, and speaking of that, like, the Spyro trilogy is coming out soon, right? Yeah, September. September. And <laughs> I remember thinking, like, eh, Spyro was all right, but whatever. I played all the games, so I was like, yeah, whatever. And then, like, seeing footage of it being played again, I was like, oh, man, Spyro was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Spyro was dude, so good. I can't wait for that. I can't, it, dude. I I had a uh, Spyro was one of the first games I owned on, on PS1. I had the first game. And I never got, I don't think I ever got any other games, but that was at the point in my life still where I didn't have a memory card for said PlayStation 1. So I constantly had to restart the damn game mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. That and uh, Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase, Yikes. which was yeah. awfully, awfully, awfully hard. Um, I need, I need no you guys to clear some. Out. Sorry. You're good. Go ahead. I, I need you guys to clear something up for me. Is Spyro a Skylander? I don't yes. care. He is a Sky. No, these are the prescient questions of our time. He is a Skylander. Like the Skylanders are a bunch of dragons. I I Colin? don't I don't what? know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That seemed like Colin knew what he's talking about. No, Skylanders. I mean, Spyro is a Skylander. Yes, Skylanders okay. are not a bunch of dragons, though. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, Skylanders are just a random assorted bunch of figures that made kids want to buy them. Okay, and, they're not just dragons. Yeah. Okay. No, and, but they did it like a terrible redesign of Spyro for those games, and it's fucking and, terrible. And when was Elijah Wood the voice of Spyro? It for was the PS2 when, games. Yeah, the PS2 games. They had like a PS2 trilogy where he learned like... Well, no, he already knew martial arts. Never mind. But, yeah. <laughs> what? I, yeah, no, he, he knows Wait. like a dragon martial art. Fucking Spyro was in the Wu-Tang Clan? What the fuck is sure. this? Yeah. All right. The dragon martial arts. Yo, Lord. do you know how Buck... Did you guys play the Spyro games? Not on PS2. No, I never play any of them. Yo, he he doesn't just breathe fire. He breathes like earth and ice. He's like a basically the avatar. He's the avatar of the dragons. <laughs> Whoa. Um, earth breather. He he can fly, obviously, but then Speaking he also of which, can guys, like martial arts. So I mean, there's that. He can breathe martial arts. He can breathe martial arts on your ass. <laughs> he can breathe my. He just fucking <laughs> breathes, and a little Bruce Lee comes out, starts yeah. whipping everyone's ass. Just judo chops your neck off. Yeah. Did you guys, he, you guys hear about what's happening this year? They got the writers from the original Avatar: The Last Airbender, and they are doing a Netflix animated series now. 
Yeah, it's the uh, the prince, the prince of dark, or something like that. I thought it was like the dragon, the lion prince, the know. dragon the, prince, the lion king the, too. I, I don't know the prince the of the dragon two electric boogaloo. It'll never work. I don't no, know. I don't know. But but in seriousness, though, I'm pretty hyped for them to do something else. I can't believe like Avatar just kind of came and went, and like nothing has you know. I guess Korra. Did they work on Korra, or was that a different group? No idea. I don't know. I don't but, know. But Korra was really fucking good though. Okay, well, so we brought up Bruce Lee, and this just reminded me, how excited are you guys that Ip Man 4 is done filming and Jackie Chan's going to be in it? Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Right, this is the first this I've heard. to me. What? But I'm excited. Yeah, he's going to be fighting Ip- for intellectual property rights against the Ip Man. <laughs> wow. Jackie Chan's really in Ip Man 4? I think so, yeah. Ip Man I mean, is kind of the new bring it on of Netflix, meaning that you have one good movie and then all these not-so-great sequels. Hey, Ip Man 2 was good. Ip Man 3 was questionable. Ip Man 2 was good, but Ip Man... And then there's, like, the last Ip Man. There's, like, a couple, like, you know, like, uh, ancillary spinoffs. And it's just like, what is is doing with this Ip Man movie shit? And now this Jackie Chan one sounds like it could be quality. Is it straight to Netflix, or is it going to be in theaters? No clue. Like, it should. But but my worry is, like, I was excited for The Foreigner because of Jackie Chan, and that that was just all right. Eh, It wasn't that good, was it? He was a terrorist. Jackie Chan terrorist turns out not that great. Yeah. So this is actually a great segue into my other game I want to talk about. Is it a Jackie Chan game? Close. Uh, it's a game called Absolver. It's free on PS Plus this uh, month. Oh, I forgot uh, about so, that. Yeah. So it's a basically take like a kind of and I hate you know how much I hate comparing things to Dark Souls, but I'm going to do it here. Uh, it kind of it kind of plays like Dark Souls in terms of like the third person action camera kind of deal, but it's focused on mostly martial arts and um Mm. so you get like three different fighting styles you can you can pick from at the beginning of this game for your character and the cool thing about this game is like you i mean there's not much of a story you wander the world and and you basically just fight npcs and other players and the multiplayer is pretty seamlessly integrated which is nice but the cool thing about this game is like your fighting style even though there's no like really much in terms of like weapon customization you can completely customize your moves you're like your martial arts you can go into practice mode and you can individually like change move around and learn new ability like individual strikes for your mm-hmm. martial arts it's pretty neat and uh and so like the way the the combat system works is you get your uh regular and alternate attacks between square and triangle on ps4 and you can actually you actually switch stances so you coordinate these moves according to how you switch your stance so you have like four different directions According to your, uh, if you hold R two, R two, and you can like move your character into different stances, he'll be like have his back to the guy or like facing him or whatever. Um, but like it's like surprisingly in depth for how like this is basically an indie game, um, and it, it's just a, it's a really interesting game so far, and and it's it's got a really cool art style. I think it's in Unity Engine or Unreal Engine actually. I'm sorry. Um, but it's got a super cool art style, interesting, mysterious world. They don't really tell you much about it. You're kind of just a guy that puts on a mask and you like hallucinate into this world. Yeah. Is not Devolver <laughs> involved in it? Yes. Yeah, so it's, uh, developed by slow clap, um, and published by Devolver digital. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty good music, but just <laughs> overall cool atmosphere. And it's one of those games where like, if you're not paying attention, you're, you can get your ass kicked in any given time. Like, so you yeah. got to be ready to go. You really got to learn the systems of the game. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's surprisingly depthy, deep, depthy, De- depthy. It's a lot. <laughs> this lake has a lot of depthy to it. Yeah. Uh, a lot yo, of, de- wait, this lake has a lot of deep to it. I'm, I'm 14 have- and that was depthy. 
That was depthy. Do you? Yeah, we got, we're starting a trend. Do you have any idea? You know, any inklings how long the game is? I got the impression it's kind of short. I, you know, based on what I've played so far, I'm getting the same thing because there's just not a whole lot of areas in that, and that, and that's kind of like one of my complaints about the game is it, it, it's very vague, like where you're supposed to go. Because the base, the basis of the story is you're a, uh, some sort of pupil in some sort of martial arts school, and you get selected to put on this mask, and then your dude like meditates into this other world. And it's like an old kind of like post some sort of disaster world. Hmm. And you're like fighting all these people that are left. And it's just they tell you, you to go fight the marked ones. And, and they give you a map, not like a like a mini map or anything in the corner of the screen. They just show you a map on a stone tablet. And they're like, OK, hey, so like you gotta go fight these marked one guys. And they're somewhere on this this really vague ass map. Go nuts. Bye. Yeah, like, like I've heard the game is kind of short and then it relies a lot on like multiplayer content after a while. It's it seems that way because um and even though it's a really cool aspect of the game, it does focus heavily on that. Like you have people constantly dropping in and dropping out of your game mm-hmm. at all times. And it, while it's really cool and like at any time someone can drop in and try to kick your ass or someone can drop in and like be like, "Hey, you want to cooperate? Let's go kick these guys' asses." Um it kind of causes the game to come to a halt at some points Yikes. because it's not exactly seamlessly integrated to it, it. It is to a fault because what happens is when you get like a player or two that loads into your area, it can actually like freeze the game. Like I've gotten to points where it just hard freezes the game and then it's like, oh, that's not stutters, right. stutter, stutter. And it goes and then it's like blankety, you know, I fucked your mom. XX Tentacion has entered the area. Um, Oh but yeah, rest in peace. Damn. Yeah, rip in peace. Um, but here, here's but the yeah. ultimate question: Can you? Sure, you can. Um, if you can, I haven't learned it yet. You can, however, do a flying knee to the face, which nice. is pretty great. Okay, so an electric knee, I can dig that. Yeah, and you can do like some Superman punch type shit where you come in, you're like, ah! so like, like Falcon right the punch. There's yeah, some pretty, kinda. there's some pretty like faithful to martial arts moves going on there. Yeah, yeah. So the the form that I picked is uh, called windfall, which is basically a, maybe like a taekwondo looking deal. Um, where it, a lot of it is it's based on um. So each there's three fighting styles. Each one has its own gimmick, and the gimmick for this one is uh, dodging, right? Because the first one is like a major like powerful stance where you basically focus on blocking and absorbing a lot of the damage instead of dodging it. And the other one, aside from the other two, is uh countering big focus on like pairing and reposting and countering i chose the one to dodge because it sounded like the most fun to play i'm used to playing like it's a dexterity based class so that's what i'm used to playing mm. it's really hard to get a hang of though because so, you're dodging with the right stick and you have to dodge in the right direction and your oh. window for dodging is super small um so you basically just got to watch the enemy really closely and hope to god you dodge right because if, if they get a hit on you more than likely they're, they're going to combo the shit out of you and there goes half your health yikes I mean, yep. it sounds like a fighting game, though, right? Like that's kind of how it is. It, there's a lot of fighting game aspects to it, yeah. In terms that the, the uh, general philosophy of the combat is very fighting game esque, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, I mean, Absolver though, it's free on play. Like I said, free on PlayStation Plus and PS4 right now. Would recommend, especially at that. I mean, being free for so, someone that doesn't have PlayStation Plus, should I get it for this game though? Um, sale. I would get it on a sale. It's worth the sale. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for the next Steam sale. I think it is. It is definitely coming down in price. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But uh, wait, you don't have PS Plus, Jack? I thought you did. Nah, I don't know. There's no uh, reason because uh, PCs exist and it's free to play That's multiplayer true. games. There. Same. Yeah, Absolver by uh, Slow Clap. Go play it. 
There you go. Slow clap for it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do uh, that into the microphone. Jack, what have you been? Uh, what have you been playing? Okay, I want to touch base here on a few things. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces. I have gotten all the way to the last match, but oh shit, it's full of some bullshit. Wait, like you're talking uh, about story mode? Yeah, story mode. The, okay. the, yeah, the single player mode. It's full of some bullshit because the last match. Should I just spoil like what it is? Yeah, just go care. for it. Okay. okay, like it's like oh surprise! You actually have to play a doubles match, and you're controlling Peach and Rosalina. I think it is, or no. I'm going to get railed in the comments. Uh, Peach and what's the orange? Daisy. Thank you. And uh, And what's the orange? (laughs) Trump. Uh, So uh, uh, you have to to do a doubles match against the uh, against uh, Wario and Waluigi. Nice. And that one's not that bad. So you're playing a doubles match with three bots, right? And it's not that bad. It's pretty easy to get through. Nothing much there, but you have to win that match, and then and only then can you do the true final match as Mario versus like Shadow Luigi. And <laughs> Shadow Luigi is like fucking hard. I mean, it's possible, but damn, it's you have to use all the skills. It's not an easy match at all. Okay, and I lost I, it twice. Can I ask? This is very important to me for my Mario lore. Is this a Luigi? Luigi has given himself up to the dark side, or is this an evil clone of the Luigi we all know and love? I feel like. It's evil has taken over Luigi. Yes. <laughs> oh my so, god. So, evil so that's Luigi. A, so that's the that's the last match. And so, anyways, the part about it that sucks all the balls is that the first match is like 15, 20 minutes, depending on how good you are, and then and only then can you do the Mario and Luigi match, which is su- the hardest match in the game easily. And so I lost to Shadow Luigi twice. But the thing that sucks is that when you lose to Luigi. You have to fucking play the doubles match over again before you get another shot at him. Oh, that's dumb. That's like, fuck. Man, so I'm sitting there trying to beat this. What? What kind of racket is this game trying to play? <sighs> thought we were doing all right, Scarpinito. I thought we were doing okay. All right. I, I just, just don't acknowledge it anymore. This I, just pray that the, I just pray that the liquid in your lungs just stops you from one more pun. We'll see. We'll see. I might serve so, you up another one. We'll see. Uh, oh, is that blood I see on your microphone? You coughing up blood yikes, there? Yeah, oh. I know, right? What's this? You guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys right, are so anyways, loving so, it, huh? So anyways, um, that sucks, right? So every time I... So now it makes like every like service volley like matter that much more when you're fighting Luigi because like, fuck, I don't want to have to replay the other match. You know what I mean? So it really sucks. So I don't know when I'm going to push through and do that, but that'll be some Saturday. I don't know. But yes. I, it's it's so that's kind of a bummer. Whatever the the single player isn't really that good. It's really all just kind of training for the multiplayer that where I really think the game's going to shine. And I'm going to play that as much as I can until it's free. So that's the Mario Tennis Aces update. I mean, uh, I, I just want to say I'm glad that it's like because I fully expected the final boss to be Bowser because you know it's a Mario game. Yeah, but. I don't even know if I fought Bowser at all. Maybe I did early on. I can't even remember it to be honest with you. Hmm. It doesn't stand out. The boss. My favorite pretty- thing is you can play as Chain Chomp. Yes, because yes, everyone's like, "How the fuck does that work?" But they it's make it work fun. somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's some good, there's some good characters in there, and so you know, I don't think the uh, single player was you know that good, but the the bosses do stand out as being pretty cool. All the bosses are pretty cool, and how you beat them. So, anyways, that's that. Um, what I did spend a lot of time with, way more than I thought I would, a game called Into the Breach. It's on PC right now by Subset Games. I know we talked about it before. Um, it was made by I think the same company that made uh, Faster and Light. It's that oh, mech yeah, yeah, pixel yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, game. Oh, that okay. game, that game, yeah, yeah, that yeah, like yeah. 3D isometric strategy game. 
Dude, yeah. I completely forgot about that game. Dude, no, do not forget. Do you like like Advance Wars? Do you like uh, uh, Fire Emblem? Yeah, do you like these kind of games. Yeah. Do you like? Do you not know life? Do you not know life? <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. That's the end of the show, guys. So, <laughs> what's wrong with you? All right. Uh, anyways, uh, this is one of the best one of those I've ever played, and I've played a shitload of those. Mm. And this wow. is not I. This is not to be missed. Like I cannot recommend them's, this game enough. Them some words. This game is better than probably any Fire Emblem I probably ever played. To be totally Whoa. honest with you. Oh wow. my god. It is so strategic. It is like so much like playing chess. You have to like, I love, you get, I don't know, man. I don't know how much I want to say about it, but, you know, it just came out, what, February 27th of this year. I'm just now getting to it. It's turn-based strategy, single player. It's on PC. It needs to be on iPad. This could be a sweet-ass iPad game, and I'm, wi- I'm, I will, I'm sure they'll make it happen. I will rebuy it. Yeah, Faster Than Light's on iPad. I will rebuy it on iPad. I absolutely Is it on will. Switch? It'll probably be on everything, but not now. I think it's just on PC, I'm pretty sure. Really? It definitely seems like it would work as a Switch game. This game is awesome. It's the kind of game where I literally could not get off my chair. And I'm just looking up. It's like three hours later. I'm like, shit. Yeah, this definitely like kind of scratches that um, sort of... uh like Valkyria Chronicles sort of itch like yeah. one of those things yep. where like you you start a fight right and the next thing you know an hour and a half has passed and you're that deep into a fight it's you know very, yeah it's very very good and now that I'm good at the game it's just getting better it scales very well with your skills because when I first started man it's the kind of game when you first start like one wrong move one wrong turn and you're fucked like you cannot afford to waste any moves or any turns, any ammo beginning. And then you just like keep going, keep going. It's kind of like faster than light, right? Like you keep throwing yourself at it. You keep, you know, learning what to anticipate, what to plan for, how to really take advantage of the different um, abilities together and how to chain them and how to like, you know, eventually set it up. So you're killing like three, four people in like one hit. It's like, it's really empowering when you get to that level of play, Wait, but it's so- a rogue. It's a roguelike okay. as well. It's uh, it's it's really I don't know. It's it's cool how the game unfolds, but you do have permadeath, and when you do die, you are able to take one quote unquote time traveler with you back to your next playthrough. But they don't keep any of their skills or shit like that. So what do they keep then? I'm not sure. Oh, okay, <laughs> I have to I have to investigate that. But it, it's like you are you're unlocking characters. There's right. like 20 different ones. I only have two. Oh. And I played the game like six, seven hours. I played a lot of this game for me. That's a lot in like a weekend to play six, seven Damn. hours. Of a game. I mean, you're lighting, you're lighting a match with this game, though, man. You're lighting a match and setting a flame the comments because you're saying it's better than Fire Emblem and shit. Dude, yeah, it's that, that, I, pl- I, I played a lot of Fire Emblem. I'm telling you, you guys need to, you guys, the best parts of this game, maybe I'll say this, the best parts of this game are better than that. But if you're coming to it for like CG and music and story and shit and love affairs and shit, look elsewhere it's not that kind of game i'm talking about the gameplay itself like again once you start learning how the moves chain together and once you know how to take advantage of that like you could you could claw yourself out of like a totally hopeless scenario where you're like i'm totally fucked i'm dead and then you and then when you like sit there and think because there's no time limit to the turn you sit there and think like methodically like how could i possibly get out of this and when you pull it off it's like a fucking fist pump moment man it felt nice. it feels really really good nice. so i can't say enough nice things about it i absolutely recommend it to you guys this is going to be something that comes up later in the year when we start discussing stuff for sure it's it's of that caliber to me whoa that's crazy yeah yeah so that's into the breach uh yeah i, I don't know check it out it's on pc it was on sale during the steam sale 
I don't know. I think I got like 12 bucks, something like that. Okay, it's, it's 15 right now because there's no sale, but yeah, 15 is not bad. bad. I thought that this was going to be like a 20 or 30 dollar game. Now, it scales really good for ultra wide, too. I, I just it's just a fantastic game design. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I might really, really it into it. Yeah, I mean, I Chris, really my laptop. Chris Avalon did the writing for it, if that means anything to you guys. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, he did uh, Fallout New Vegas, so the, I'm into it. The music is very atmospheric as well. Ben Prunty did the music. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's it's really, really, really good. I'm 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 very, very pleased that I got it. You're a fan. Big. All right, cool. Uh, is oh, that all? Wait, oh. no. Stop the presses. I got the uh, the Nest Classic too, guys. I finally got oh, one. Oh fuck! So. Motherfucker yeah, comes with yet? one one controller. They, yeah, at least the NES comes with two. Yep. Well, see, back then gamers didn't have friends. They didn't have two players. So that's some bullshit, dude. The thing's sixty bucks. It should come with two controllers. They sell you one for ten dollars more. Yeah, and it's like that one controller is like a foot and a half long. Yeah, and so I have uh, extension cords for those, and so I'm taking full advantage of the extension cords. But also, I found out just through trial and error that the SNES Classic controllers uh, work on the NES too. Oh, nice. So I don't need to buy yeah. a second controller. And there's a lot of two-player games on that, too. And they only give you one controller. It's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. I, well, yeah, because actually, the SNES Classic was $80. It does come with two controllers. So, yeah. I, I, and actually, now that I think about it, in hindsight, it's really dumb that the first the uh, NES doesn't come with a, another controller. Well, actually, what I did, at my, my NES Classic rig is, like, jerry-rigged as fuck. Because what I did was I got an extension cord for the first controller and then i had an old nes controller laying around for my actual nes and i just got an adapter for that oh that works that's cool yeah yeah so i spent like 20 bucks uh instead of spending i don't know the bajillion dollars it is probably for an actual controller on ebay right now it makes sense to me if the nes only has games single player but there's a bunch of two-player games on there yeah yeah so whatever I'm, i'm excited though that's a great thing i'm glad i have it um did you mod it yet no, I'm probably going to mod my second. I have two SNES classics. I'm probably going to mod like one of those. So help me with that, <laughs> won't you? It's Yeah, it's super easy, dude. Cool. Like, it's really, really easy wait. to mod. I can't wait. So we'll um, do that I someday. Put, I think I put uh, I put all of the Dragon Quest games on my NES classic. Or it, Dragon Warrior 1 through 4. That's yeah. sweet. Is Secret of Mana um, on the SNES classic. I can't remember. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, it's already it on is. There. yeah. That's a great game. And you know what came and went? That remake. Did you buy that shit? No, I didn't. I still plan on picking it up, though, because I've heard it's actually good. I, heard I mean, a lot of people were really shitting bad. on it because of the graphics, but I've heard it's actually pretty good. Mm. It's, it's a game, though, that I, I... Is it on Vita, too? The remake or the original? Mm, the remake. The remake. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because it definitely seems like the type of game I'd want to play on Vita. Or like some port- sort of uh, portable. Yeah, console. well, there's a ton of iOS games that just rip off directly off Secret of Mana that are just right. like free to buy. There might be an iOS version of it. What are the surprises? There is, there is, there is. Square, okay. and I'm sure it's eighteen, nineteen dollars for a fucking iPhone Square game. You yeah. bastards. So, I, so there, there was actually recently a uh, a PlayStation sale too, in in tandem with the Steam sale, of course. Um, and I w- I've been wanting to pick up uh, the Final Fantasy IX remaster that they did. Uh, I, I don't know if you call it remaster, but they they did some shit to it and made it look better. I mean, yeah, they just brought it back, really. Yeah, they brought it back and like upres the pre render backgrounds and all that shit. Anyways, point being, I wanted to get it on PS4, and it's like twenty two dollars brand new or some bullshit. Wow. And 
even on sale, it was still like fifteen dollars for like a twenty-year-old game. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, like Square. It's Square does not like know how to price their shit sometimes. Yeah, but the thing is, people pay it, so I guess I get it. But yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy VII was like six dollars. Like, come on, guys. Anyway. Yeah, but at that point, at this point, that game's kind of shovelware in a way, dude. Yeah, Final Fantasy like, VII shovelware. I mean, because because like everyone's played it. You know what I mean? Like everyone it's fun has though, it. I hear you. It's fun to play in 4K though. Resolution <laughs> that game on PC. I mean, it's still blocky and chunky as shit and framey as all hell. But, but seeing but it in 4K can, is still fun. You can mod the PC version though to have higher res. Like Cloud from Advent Children put in that game or some uh, shit. Oh yeah, trust me. I know. I spent uh, so on my old laptop. I spent five or so straight hours modding Final Fantasy VII because there's no <laughs> easy way to do it. You have to download no. like four or five different softwares. It's, it's really and dumb. do all this bootlegging bullshit. And yeah, I, I did it. I got it to the point where like, uh, like outside of battle, I had like Cloud looks like what he looks like inside battle and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like I had all See, the characters looking good. There was dope looking, and and upres it and everything. And then I updated to Windows 10 and everything was incompatible. Uh, Rip. And you, you know like, what though? Like I feel like I could watch a YouTube video and get everything I needed out of that modding experience. Yeah, and the, but the thing is, even if you went down that path, it still wouldn't take as long as it takes for Final Fantasy VII Remake to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take that, take that. <laughs> fucking Tatsuya Nomura fucking announcing a game yeah. five, five no, years. No, listen. So he here's, here's what he I want to it, happen. Robert. He heard Here's it. what I want to happen. So you guys know how like the Final Fantasy XV modding community is like pretty huge right now? I it's don't, really but weird, I can imagine. Though. It's really it's, it's, weird. It's super fucking weird. But... What I'm getting at is like the last bit of gameplay, the little nugget of gameplay that we got from this Final Fantasy VII remake looked a lot like the gameplay from like a Kingdom Hearts or a Final Fantasy XV. Yep. So I bet, and I, I I'm challenging you, modding community, to I bet they can remake Final Fantasy VII in Final Fantasy XV way before, before they come out with the actual seven remake. Someone will fucking do it. They will fucking <laughs> do, will it. See, fucking do well, it. Well, here's here's the weird thing is that a majority of the Final Fantasy 15 mods are just skins. None of them are like here's a new quest, here's a new story. It's all Right, it's skins. not like Skyrim levels or Elder Scrolls series levels. Yeah, of mods, yeah, which is but... kind of disappointing for me cuz like there's skins where you can make all of your characters girls that you can play as like Cindy and shit. Dude, Damn, give me the so, Turks you, so instead of being, you know, the traveling bro squad you can be the sisterhood of the traveling pants instead. Yep, pretty much. Nice. Um, Jack, are, are you done talking about the games that you had? I mean, yeah. I would. So okay. I would just like to throw out there real quick. I played. I played Rocket League like two days ago. First time I played Rocket League in a little while. Fucking got in there. Played three matches. Two of them I got fucking MVP. What nice. up? Wow, you're so what good up? at driving, dude. I scored. F- <laughs> Four, five goals in one game. Dude, you should be in the World Cup. You're like a pro soccer player now. Dude, I'm so fucking pro. Yo, speaking and of like, World Cup, y'all excited about the finals? Nope. Okay, good. Cricket, cricket, <laughs> cricket, cricket. I'm just, cricket. I'm just saying, uh, I think it's Croatia and, and don't tell me. Don't tell me. Thanks. <laughs> I think France will probably win. Damn, damn French people! Uh, that, 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 don't, don't they move slow because <laughs> they eat lots damn of snails? Damn French people! What is <laughs> hey, that shit? They know how to run. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, hey, they know. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, you you wouldn't think so since you know they eat all those snails and all that. Gross. You know, I've had a snail snails are slow. I've had one. Does that make Jack French? I don't um, know. Does it? <laughs> I, I was waiting for a reply from Jack. I was like. Man, y'all, y'all are being we, slow as we, snails. We. I know we are. 
But anyway, that's my answer. yeah, I'm doing. I, I fucking. I just put down the controller. I was like, I'm done. I'm just gonna leave on this high note right now on, on Rocket League. There you go. You're yeah, MVP I mean, yeah, you got to retire. Basically, uninstall at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's how, that's how Floyd Mayweather stayed 50 He just uninstalled boxing after the 50th win. <laughs> and then after Conor McGregor, he's like, fuck it, I have enough yeah, money. Yeah, now he doesn't need to play the game anymore. Um, right. So, you know, it's funny that you brought up Fire Emblem, Jack, because I've been playing a Fire Emblem game on the Switch. I actually bought Fire Emblem Warriors. Is that the Muso uh, game? Yeah, the Muso game. It's my, it's my Come first. Come out and play. It's my first Muso Warrior. game, actually. Yeah. I've never played a Muso before then. Is it mashy? very mashy um but there are weird bits of it that are fire emblem-y that i'm kind of digging like i don't i don't know if this is how it is a normal muso game but it's like the weapon triangles in it so if you're playing a sword character and you go up against like a spear character you're gonna do less damage and you take more damage that's how they all are yeah okay so there's that um and then there's the ability of like you have to take over forts all around the map so you can pause the game and like instruct your units hey go attack this go attack that which feels very fire emblem-y because, you know, it's, like, tactical in a way. But it doesn't change the fact you can just run around with your character and just, like, right. run to every it, fort you need just to. Just wreck shop. It, is Lubu in it? It's my question. I have not seen him yet. All right. Damn it. You get Lubu um, in one of these. But, yeah, no, that game came out, what, like, last November. Um, developed by uh nin- like Team Ninja worked on it along with Intelligent Systems. I forgot. The makers of Neo. Yeah, they were on that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's perfectly all right. It's a good mindless game for sure. Right. Um, there's yeah, that's some, why I didn't pick it up, man. Yeah, yeah there's, just don't do it for me. There, there's some missions that are a little bit like bogus, and you're kind of like, well, that's bull. Like, because it's really easy to lose them because like of some stupid requirements. Yeah. But um, I don't know. There's there's something kind of magical about playing that game because like after you after playing like so many hours of Awakening, so many hours of Fates, it's like I know all of these characters so well. But I've never, like, you don't think of them as, like, oh, he's a swordsman. Oh, she's, a, like, a spear-wielding Pegasus flyer. You just think of them as units on the board. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then actually seeing them, like, kind of come to life in this full-fledged 3D world where, you, like, every button press is a swing of their sword, a swing of their axe. You know, it brings Fire Emblem to life in a way that I don't think I've ever felt it before it's never felt as alive yeah, as it does in this game I, I know i know what you mean yeah, yeah i know what you mean because in a lot of yeah it's a tactical game right so it's not like you're ever really taking direct control of these characters it's more so you like you tell them to do the thing and then they do the thing yeah it's the kind of game where yeah it's like yeah right. isn't the kind of game where you can just like you know hit a few buttons and like kill like 100 people in a few seconds yep pretty much yep. empowering and, i guess yeah, yeah they're I've, fun for about 10 minutes I don't know. I've, I've had fun for it for a while. I've been playing it for like maybe six, eight hours. They're fun for only about ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't play too much of those. I've tried multiple times, man. No, I mean, I tried to play Fire or not Fire Warriors, uh, Hyrule Warriors several times, and it's like I own the game. I bought it brand new because I was like, oh, uh, I mean, it's Zelda. I might like it. Yeah, and yeah, they get you. Just yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of Zelda fan service and all that stuff, but it's just like, eh, like. Okay, I'm mashing the B button. This is fun. Robert, mm-hmm. how about how far would you say you're in it? Six, seven hours? Yeah, six, seven or eight hours or so. I mean, how and far would you say you have to go? It feels like I'm halfway through the game. Because basically what they're doing is you have a, you're on a quest to collect five five stones. I've collected three of them. Okay, gotcha. So is there oh, like, a, uh, like a story mode or whatever? Like, uh, what do you call it? Like in Hyrule Warriors, they had that thing where you had like the, the 8-bit map. 
and then you do like different like encounters and like so yeah okay at so the end of at the end of that game you have to fight shadow luigi i would play that <laughs> good no um so there's there's the main story mode where you play as the two uh characters that were created for fire emblem warriors that are both very boring and dumb ah, um okay and there's like that whole story mode which is just like go through these missions and then they have a history mode where you basically play through big fights from Awakening, big fights from Fates, etc., like from oh, cool. previous games. And you run around on an 8-bit map, map, and every time you like run into an enemy on that map, then it goes into like a a warrior-style fight where you have to go through and collect the forts, etc., etc. How are the boss battles? Simple. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem to like really iterate on it. It's like Muso is more kind of like a skin now. Yeah. To, you take, take a property, insert Muso and enjoy the income because everyone will buy it right and, and so for me it's definitely like the fire emblem skin is what's getting it for me because i <coughs> playing this is like okay i'm having fun with it but it's not convincing me to buy dynasty warriors 9 or dynasty warriors 8 you right, know what I mean? right 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 yeah. no yeah. never never yeah no i couldn't <laughs> fucking cheese I don't know, man. It's just like it's such a boring genre of games. I, I just I'll throw my hands up, man, and just say like I just I don't really get it. Like I I kind of get it, but I don't get it. If it wasn't Fire Emblem, though, it doesn't sound like Robert would have cared. No, either. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's Fire Emblem that's carrying this game for me, hundred percent. Gotcha. Right. I don't know. It just like the gameplay was fun for me for a while when I played Hyrule Warriors, and then after a while, I was like, eh, I'm kind of just kind of over it. Like I'm I'm gonna qualify my statement about Into the Breach being a better game than that. So it depends on what you value in Fire Emblem. Right, is to whether or not Into the Breach is better. But I'm just talking about like the actual act of playing the game itself and the strategy is what makes Into the Breach better for me. Mm, gotcha. But I think I think Fire Emblem has obviously overall way better story, way better um, production value. There's voiceovers and shit like that. There's nothing like that in Into the Breach. Right, right. Um, another game I've been playing. I played only about an hour of it, but like that's about a third of it. I played the Octopath Traveler demo. That's been out for a while. Oh, I, forgot, I did. I played, I played a little bit of it too. I actually. forgot too. Oh shit! Are we doing this now? Oh man. Who who are you playing? I picked the worst character to play as. Maybe I, I picked too. I'm convinced I picked the absolute worst character. So I chose Hanit, the Huntress. That's who I picked. She's the worst. I hate her. I Dude. hate everything about her and all her friends. Why? Why did that I, I suck play, so bad? It sucked. Okay. I thought it would have been cool. So here's the reason she sucks, okay? Is that her writing is the worst thing I've ever read in the longest time. And it's not because of the syntax or the grammar, but it's more so because like they go for like Shakespearean plus. It's fucked so, up. So she's like, Wait, I will what? slayeth the beast and hunteth all night. Oh, and the voice yeah. acting oh, is bad God. too. And there isn't you, a lot of voice acting, but it's bad what is there. Yeah, and like whenever you start a battle, it's like, Lettinen cometh to me then. And it's like, fucking, what are you saying? Yeah, and like, there are times where, like, because, you know, there's a lot of reading in that game, too, right? Because, you know, you're just reading speech bubbles and stuff. Way there's too much. There's some bits where I'm just reading it, and I'm like, what in the fuck are you actually saying? Dude, I skipped so much of the of the dialogue. Like, they just bit off way more than they could chew with that. So that kind of ruined the game for me, to be totally honest with you. Damn, that's a shame. It sucked. Yeah, but- I've stuck through and I've gotten to the second character. I've gotten to Ophelia, the cleric. Instantly like her more because she talks like a normal fucking human being. Ophelia, the cleric, right? Is that what you said? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and okay. the other, the first demo that came out last year, right? Like that was not bad. 
Oh, I remember yeah, I not, that. I remember not oh, the hating one with, that. Yeah, the old, the one with Ulbrich and the other girl right. who's like a dancer. I beat, and, I, and I finished the uh, Huntress, too. I finished her storyline. I beat that boss and stuff. And Yeah. And, oh, and fucking Ulbrich, just, he's basically Garen from League of Legends. Basically, yeah. For Demacia, yeah. Yeah. basically. I, I swear to God, it's the same voice actor. It might be. Yeah. But, for Demacia. Anyway. If the, I hate to put a number on it, man, but if this game comes out and if it's getting like six sevens, eights and shit, like I don't know if I can justify sixty dollars for it. Okay, wait. So can I just read two lines that I remember writing down specifically <laughs> that this character said? To like, I'm, I'm sh- oh, yeah, I got PTSD to, about it. Go ahead. Oh God, do you s- not know with life to slay in for sport is to betray in life? <laughs> like I know what you're saying. But just say to slay for spores to betray uh, life. Just say it. it's so simple. It's done. It gets to the point. Wow. <laughs> and then another one is coming at me if thou darest. I remember that. Yeah. Remember yeah. That and one. I'm just like, what? Uh, are, please yeah, what kind stop. of Ren fair bullshit turkey leg fucking deep fried bullshit yeah. is this? Like I'm already, <laughs> I'm already liking, I'm already liking Ophelia a lot more and like I've also played through Primrose and Ulbrich in the old demo so I know I like their characters more so for me I'm just hoping that Huntress was just like the bad apple and I just decided to pick the worst apple for some reason. Same and to, um, to play devil's advocate though they did have to come up with fucking eight ass different kind of you know things to do in this one game. Right. They can't but, all be gold. My worry though is I've been reading a lot of preview stuff because, you know, a lot of, like, inklings of the game are coming out. Um, I think the embargo lifts on Thursday, the day before yeah, the game's game releases. Friday. And um, it's starting to sound like it's just eight different stories tied into one game rather than a story of eight people who have different goals but then come together. They meet together, though. You fight together. Yeah, but but, like, it just sounds like it's... It's like, oh, they meet together, but it's still like once we get to like Ophelia's story, you're basically just playing like Ophelia is the only character in that story part. And then in the battles, all of a sudden, everyone else comes in to help. Robert, I'm going to save your life. You need to play a Final Fantasy fucking 12. I have it now on Steam, actually. Dude, play that game. It's it's what Octopath Traveler is striving to be. And here's the thing, too. Like, I don't think th- I mean, yes, the graphics look good, but at least that huntress level like the map or whatever i thought was very uninspired and i actually went into the the graphical settings and i turned off the uh what's it called the vignette effect in the corners and shit because i just didn't think it added anything to the game like i wanted to see that off too actually yeah the dark corners and shit i was like yeah i I actually want to see this game and i just don't think it's i just don't think it's all that anymore i don't know man it's i got a bad taste on my mouth for that game it comes out soon doesn't it Friday, yeah. Friday, yeah. I'm I'm still interested. I want to see more of it. I want to see. I want to one. I want to beat the demo, and two. I want to see what the reviewers say. I have my worries, but there yeah, are some know. good things about it. I so my experience with it through the demo so far has been actually really good. Like if based on what I've played of the demo so far, <laughs> the, well, the sec the second de- demo rather, I played all the way through the first one too. Um. I really liked it. I picked uh uh I can't remember his name now, uh the scholar. Ooh, yeah, how how is he? I've heard his stories He's, all right. I I like the story a lot. Like it, it it had some like twists and turns to it. It's one of the, it's one of those kind of like uh it's almost like a Game of Thronesy sort of story in some ways. It's one of those things where like someone tries to fuck him over and then like he gets like thrown out of the city at the beginning of the game and like that's where your journey with him starts, quote unquote. Mm. And basically you're you're 
you leave the t- the city in pursuit of knowledge because you're looking for like the sacred tome. Um, so you go uh, out to find it and research it and shit like that. It's it's I don't know. I thought he was pretty cool character. Like he's like a professor in like this university and shit like that. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. He's a cool character. I I liked him and, and his attacks are pretty neat too. He's uh, very magic based. Mm. So you what was really cool is like you know how you can in the battle you can do like the charge up stuff. Yeah. Like you can charge it up up to like three or four times. Well, you do that with the spells, and every time you do it, the spells will get bigger and bigger and bigger to the point you're mm. dealing like almost a thousand damage um, to their weak points. But damn, this I fucking love the battle system in this game so so much. Though. Yeah, that's, it's that's so the much thing fun. That's getting to me. The battle system is like bravely defaults, but like they stripped out all the shitty stuff. Oh, that's good. All right, glad yeah. to hear it. Never played the other one, but yeah, d- don't glad play bravely default. It's really bad. I don't like the gameplay in it. The combat's garbage. I've heard good um, things about it. I don't, I don't know. know like to me it, it's like if octopath traveler if you live in a world where octopath traveler exists and you just want a game with a good jrpg combat system octopath is infinitely better than bravely defaults hmm okay well yeah. that answers that no like, but I'm, I'm still excited for the game like I'm, i'll i'll kind of lean back a little bit i'm probably not going to pick it up well i know i won't pick it up day one so we'll, we'll just have to wait for reviews and see what happens uh, I might pick it up day one, maybe, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That demo, uh, like, reverse hyped me. Yikes. Um, You guys want to spend a little bit of time talking about some news? News! <laughs> news. Why do we even need jingles? We just got a Colin. We do. Yeah, <laughs> we have a Colin. Hello, everyone. Uh, hey, so you guys hear about that shit ArenaNet did over the over the weekend? Well, I guess two empl- former employees of ArenaNet did. I just recently heard about it, but go ahead and yeah. And so the, uh, the guys behind Guild Wars Two, if I'm correct. Yep. Um, yeah. So one of their employees was uh, kind of complaining about stuff on Twitter, and then um, the fans kind of tweeted back at her, and then uh, she basically kind of started throwing a fit on Twitter and was like, and I quote. The next rando asshat who attempts to explain the concept of branching dialogue to me as if, you know, having worked on game narrative for a fucking decade, I've never heard of it, <laughs> is getting insta-blocked. So, a little bit mad. A little bit, uh, pissed. Yeah, ma- only just just maybe the definition of butthurt, but... <laughs> yeah, so that was Jessica Price. She tweeted all that out. Uh, and then Peter Fry's fellow developer, kind of stood up for her and was kind of like, same. <laughs> and, um... And then after that, ArenaNet kind of uh, just, you know, politely fired them. It was over the 4th, and then they called him in, like, the morning of the 5th, not even 12 hours after that happened, and called him into the office and had the president of the company came in and had an HR person there, and Jessica, is that her name? Yeah. Jessica's yep. manager was on vacation, so her manager wasn't there to even defend her or have her back, and there's, like, some other officer or something like that there. And so there's three people in a room, and they basically fired her. Yep. They basically yelled at her and fired her. And to Peter, too, because he stood up for her. Yeah, so, because right. they said that the developers need to be friends with their players. Yep. Now, so let's not let, let's let's not leave out the, the the fact that so the person that that basically set uh what was her name again? Jessica. Jessica Price, that's right. Uh basically the tweet that set her off was a tweet by the YouTuber by the names of DeRoyce. DeRoyce, is that how you say that? I think so. Um, DeRoyce, and he's apparently a YouTuber, gaming YouTuber, but um, it was something along the lines that the thread had to do with giving feedback about how to make the game better or something like that, if, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. 
and then he just he very polite like there was absolutely nothing about the things he was saying that were even remotely offensive very like i would definitely say very very uh constructive criticism like very constructive he was being but very just positive. the fact that he was on her side yeah like he was just like he's like yeah so I, I feel like definitely like branching dialogue options could be a thing that like really helps out the game like it could be a, a very positive thing to help the storytelling and things like that something along those lines i'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. and then that's when she just like went off on him she's like well the next person to explain to me what fucking branching dialogue is is fucking asset and blah 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 well, well I, I don't i don't think that it was from what i've heard by the way this is all like secondary like knowledge right but i don't well, yeah, think she same was, same here i don't think she was like uh uh, from the sound of it, she wasn't reacting. I mean, it did come after that guy's comment, but it was more a reaction of like 500 people were telling her the same thing, and that just happened to be the one that she reacted, like responded to. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It I don't wasn't think it was... just that one guy saying one thing one time. It was like a, a accumulation of all these people. Yeah, because okay, I, I, mean, I don't want to paint her as just all of a sudden she got set off just you know randomly out of nowhere like she's, she's gonna stay a bunch of randos. I mean, she meant I, it when she said if another random dude just says this. Right. Well, yeah. And so obviously, like, we're taking this a little bit out of out of context, right? Because I mean, I personally didn't read any every like tweet having to do with the thing. But the point being, and I mean, she went out of her way and she called her, you know, her customer and part of her fan base, you know, like an asshat, you know, just calling them names and things like that. (laughs) And I mean, that at the very least definitely warrants discipline on the company's on the company's side of things. Uh, You know, I mean. I don't know about five. I don't know if in that situation, obviously, I don't know who or her personally. I don't know what her work, work life looked like, but firing her could have been the right thing. Apparently, she had a history of saying things like that or, you know, being being very uh, uh, volatile, I guess, is the word. Uh, I don't yeah. know. But I don't know. I don't know if the firing her was the right move, but I definitely deserved discipline after that. I mean, because like Jack, like if you talked about your job. You know, and you called one of your customers an asshat on the internet. I don't think it would bode well. Well, a thing about it though is that there was never any policy in place. Like there is a policy in place on my job. Like I'm never going to do that. Obviously, duh. But like there was right. never any kind of policy or any kind of discussions or anything like that with her and her job. And like they just basically, I think they just like maybe took it a little too far rather than like all right maybe a reprimand or maybe put her on like a performance improvement program right or like that, but just straight yeah. up fire her from 12 you know 12 hours after the yeah. fact it yeah. seems like they're bending to the will of like a butthurt angry mob of people that are just like gang raging on her okay but true but at the same time i don't think you need a company policy that says don't be a shithead publicly on twitter as long as you are affiliated with our company well i think she's been doing things like this and that like she's been expressive in the past and this is the one this is the one that got the attention so what i'm saying is all i'm saying is that listen i'm not defending what she did or said like yeah obviously i wouldn't have done that but at the same time it really makes her company look like a bunch of chicken shits to just like straight up fire her and that dude like just point blank oh coming to work uh, after the holiday you're fucking fired you know what i mean like it's yeah. just like that was a step i think just a little too far like to take their fucking career from them you yeah know? i i know i i agree i think i For think that might have been a little bit too far obviously i don't know the whole situation but it doesn't look good on arena net's front either like it just like yeah think about all the people that work there now they're like oh fuck i can't do sh-. like I would be really fucking petrified that if I stepped out of line and if I break some rule that I don't even know. I mean, if I break some policy that, you know, has never been a thing before, 
Like if enough people get mad at me on the internet, basically I'm going to lose my job. That'd right. be really but terrifying. I also don't agree with the people that are coming to ardently defend her though. You know what I mean? Because it, she's had a track record of treating people like this in the past. That's what I'm what saying. But seeing. this is yeah. the one that got her fired. That, that's no, why yeah, I'm like, exactly. she's been doing this. You know, right, I, I'm not right. saying she's right. And she probably, you know, I don't, I don't know her, but, right, but I'm I just saying they shouldn't have fired her. No, Maybe. I mean, she should have been disciplined in some way, shape or form. I don't know if I would go as far as firing her. Um, I don't, yeah, know, I, don't, I don't know. Or there should have been here. some discussion about it. Not just like, oh, come to work the next day. You're fired because I saw the Internet yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. e- even if they did fire, her, at least have some kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Some arbitration or something. <laughs> yeah. So where I stand on this is that like to me, this is just a quintessential example of like, l- look, I love video games. I love the I mostly love the culture around video games. But you all need to stop getting fucking outraged for no reason. Like Ugh. video gaming, like the the online video game culture is like, what's the next outrage I can jump on and bandwagon and yell at? Yeah, it's like, like it's the uh, the offense Olympics. Yeah. yeah, like and 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 like I'm like, who gives a shit? Stop giving a shit. No one should give a shit. Also, are and, people still playing Guild Wars too? I guess. I mean, no, actually, yeah, it's fairly popular. But I'm like, if, because so many people have given a shit about the stuff that doesn't matter. Two people have lost their jobs. Granted, they're maybe not ideal employees necessarily, but like. I, I think gamers just take a chill pill. Fucking play some journey. You know, no, just, like, when, just relax when, a little when bit. When you celebrate, like the mob took someone down and it's celebrated, it's very disturbing, man, because that same apparatus could be turned on you as well. Exactly. At the, at, at the you know, at a moment's notice. So, so I'm just saying it's a two edged, it's a double edged sword, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so, it, it kind of reminds me of that, uh, that episode of uh, they, they actually satired this on on uh, Family Guy. They had this dude, you know, Peter works at a brewery, and they're like, "Hey guys, welcome Zach. This is Zach, our new uh, social media manager." And he comes in, he's like, "What's up, bro?" And he's sitting there like tapping on his phone. And Brad's like, "Is like what? Like why, why is he calling us bro?" He's like, "Shut up. What's your name, Brad? Brad? You guess what? Well, I just followed you on Twitter. Now it now you're fired. See you, bro. <laughs> nice. Got I'm twinning you, bro. You're trending, bro. Now you're fired, bro. That's what it was." <laughs> Yeesh. And it, like that's uh, like it's it's simplified, but it's it's kind of true <laughs> in the day and age that we're living in, and it's 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 just insane to me, man. Like the the, the amount like I, I'm, it just kind of scares me. It's one of those things where like I don't know if it's a really a vocal minority thing. If that's the case here, if it's a lot of uh you know, uh what, what's what's it called a spiral of silence that sort of thing. A lot of context collapse. I know I'm throwing out a lot of like kind of social sciencey terms, but. <laughs> Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I kind of fear for, for the direction that that's, that's taking us. It's just turning everything, everything so negative. And, and <laughs> it sucks because like, I would just, I just want to appreciate the work that all these devs are putting into their fucking games. You know, you know what I mean? And just appreciate like the stuff that they're making and, and the content that content creators are making. And there's just so much negativity. I mean, especially with like the whole fucking, the total biscuit thing was a clusterfuck with everyone just like stomping on his grave. And yeah, it's just, it's been you, a mess. You know, there, there's like a, I think a Forbes article, I forget I forget which company published the article. There's a article out there that's calling TB one of the like holy leaders of the Gamergate movement. Oh, and I'm just like, come like, no, on, guys, come no, on. Can not you, at all. Can you just stop? Like, Gamergate wow. needs to stop. Gamergate. No, was Gamergate. Never a listen, thing. nobody even knows it's what Gamergate around. is anymore. It shouldn't be around. around. People still fucking bring it up. It's so dumb. Uh, anyway, um, Ooh. in other better news, 
don't outrage please uh so nintendo did you serve during gamergate anyway no i did not because that was stupid both sides were wrong (laughs) um so nintendo is aiming to have 20 to 30 indie titles on the switch store per week this is just a splendid idea did you mean steam yeah, hold on. Was that Gaben? <laughs> Gaben, are you yeah. a Nintendo? I thought you were Valve. Dude, there's already <laughs> too much trash on Switch. Already. Already. There's, it's and hard yeah, to say. I downloaded it. a game for 59 cents the other day. I was like, <laughs> the something or other saves music. It was bad. It was a really bad rhythm of game. Yeah, yeah, but don't worry. You get 20 more next week, and maybe one of those might be good, right? Right? Shotgun. Dude, I'm it. waiting to get the fucking Legend of Black Tiger on Switch. You guys oh, remember same. that game? No, I have no idea what that is. Oh, just don't. just Google it. It's no, it's don't. fucking it's amazing. Don't okay. no, don't. I'm gonna go with Robert here. Okay, it's really bad, <laughs> but yeah, like they they revealed during a Q and A, like yeah, we want twenty to thirty games a week, and it's like, dude, I don't know, man. I like I, I in one way I get where they're coming from, right? Because they're trying to build the Switch to be like this indie machine, right? An indie powerhouse. Like you buy indie it, like machine. Like sure, yeah, you can play it for your Mario's and your Zeldas, but also like you can play all of your Hollow Knights, you know, and your Stardew Valleys. Hollow Knights crushing it on Switch, by the way. Oh, it is. They sold like a million copies, I think. On well, no, they sold a million copies the day before it launched on Switch. They're raffling That's... a Switch at my work too, by the way. Nice. You should. Are you in? No, it's only for a different team. Ah, losers. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. the hell? I know, right? Oh, just break in, like become part of that team for like a week. Trust me, I've thought about it. Dude, just put your name into the Goblet of Fire. Go there ahead, go, go ahead. I don't want to derail. Go ahead. Yeah. Just put um, your name into the Goblet of Fire. Right, so so I get I get the reasoning behind why Nintendo's probably doing this, but at the same time, it's like, Nintendo, like, I remember when they launched the eStore for the, the Switch, they were like, yeah, we're all about curating the best content. And now this sounds like the exact opposite. Yup. I, mean, I don't know, dude. Listen, man, it's the reaction. They don't have shit coming out. What is coming out on Switch this year? Not they're Smash. They're, I don't care about Smash. Announce, they're apparently going to announce more shit. Like, Reggie's like, nah, dude. We're far from done announcing shit. Yeah, Reggie said, like, get your buttholes ready. The second half of the year is going to be lit. I don't know, dude. I mean, there's that might be reactionary as well, because their stock kind of tanked after E3. A little bit. But I mean, well, like, yeah, you got I mean, you can't fight, I'm sorry, but, like, not everyone, including me, is... A, 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 I mean... It is not a fucking Smash fan. Like thirty minutes of of Smash patch notes are not gonna fucking do it for everyone. Dude, they Got were talking about the fucking trainer from Wii Fit has a new face. They actually took up E three time for that shit. I know. <laughs> Don't remind me. Like it's it's ridiculous. Oh. No wonder their fucking stock dropped. I'm sorry. It was just a bad business. It move. was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. Like it was it was a terrible choice on their part. Put that shit in the treehouse. So anyway, get off topic. But yeah, 20 to 30 indie games on the Switch every fucking week, though, dude. No, no, no. no. It's way too much. We need to be a dead horse. It's a mistake. We all know this. I mean, I love playing on, uh, you know, games on my Switch, but there's got to be some level of like quality there. You know, I, yeah. I mean, what happened? They invented the seal of quality. This is that's like what, I'm what saying. they were the trying Nintendo to safeguard seal of against. You telling yeah. me that every fucking one of those games on the eShop, even right now, has the fucking Nintendo seal of quality? You are full of shit. It doesn't exist guys, anymore, dude. But that's guys, why. Guys, do you know the game Nekopara? No, no. Okay, it's this really shitty, uh, like hentai game, basically, where you get to fuck cat girls who are also your maids in your bakery shop. What the fuck, Robert? It's coming to Switch. Uh, 
No way, dude. They're putting <laughs> the anti the games on Switch. Nintendo seal of approval, Nekopara. What? Why? What could possibly come of this? Could you imagine? Get, okay, picture this. You guys get on an airplane. Right, I get know. on an airplane. Some neck beard with a fedora on. Sit down in the fucking <laughs> in, in your fucking seating row, and this motherfucker sits down next to you, whips out a switch, and he his, dog's dick. his fedora. He's yeah, got his t- fingerless t- leather gloves on. Uh, it's like, sorry, could you hold my katana for a second? <laughs> um, <laughs> I need to get my switch out, please. <laughs> yeah, I fucking pulls out a switch and probably pulls out his dick underneath that trench coat he's wearing. There you go. Uh, and. Is. And fucking is playing Nekopara on his fucking flip down like laptop table. Fuck, you know someone, dude. If it's on Switch, you know someone's playing on airplane. You fucking oh, know yeah. it. Just statistically, it's impossible. And, but, and it's gonna be really awkward because he forgets to like turn the volume down, and he's mm. like, <laughs> and you, you get to hear all those cat calls. You ever see that video? <laughs> you ever see that video on YouTube of that Asian kid like it's like his headphones die or something like that, like his Bluetooth headphones, or he gets pulled out and then. In a crowded lecture hall in college, like a, like hundreds of people in there, and just you hear like this crazy moaning from the video he's watching, mm. <laughs> and oh then he looks God. around, slams his laptop down, and runs out of the room. <laughs> it's nice. you guys tell, listen, you guys, you guys tell me you never walked into class and forgot to close the porn on your laptop, dude. I have never. I swear to you, dude. In all my years, <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> so you know. You. I I had this thought over the weekend, guys. How cool would Metal Gear Rising be on the Switch? Oh my you god! Bring please. this up again. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious though. Like, think about how cool that'd be. Blade Time, one yeah. Joy-Con, you swing really your sword. You know, I'm, I'm really surprised it. they never re-released that game. Yeah, that game's they, good. They probably will. I mean, with all the re-releases of all the Metal Gears, right? Like, <laughs> I like to see. Right. I want to see Metal Gear Solid Five. On I want to see Metal Gear Switch. Solid Four re-released. Nah, Four is the worst one. I don't know. Four was fun. Four is not the best Metal Gear. Three is one of the best ever made. Oh, for sure. I don't know. I'm still playing two. If I have to rank them, four might be the low part for me. Yeah, I mean, gameplay-wise, I don't think it's the best. I think I'd play it over the first game now, though. What about, like, Metal Gear Portable Ops? Oh, hold on a second. You'd rather play Metal Gear Solid 4 than Metal Gear Solid fucking Shadow Moses? I, I would play the Twin Dude. Snakes remake. I don't know if I could stomach the original PlayStation, though. Oh, man. Dude, it's trust like, me. It's good. I played dude, it. Dude, that's like the Super Mario Brothers of, like, s- spy games, basically. Yeah. It's dude, like, oh, like, dude, the oh fucking the original is so good. Like the, the first intro are, is like as iconic to me as like World One One from Super Mario Brothers on NES. It oh, really same. Is. Yeah, guys, really I, pl- I played all the Metal Gear Solid games except for five all the way to completion like ten times. Yeah, and beat five. Yo, what the fuck is up, Snake? You haven't beat five. How far did you get in five? I think I got to the halfway point, to the point Damn. where the game kind of like restarts and you run through all the missions again. I haven't beat it. Wait, what? That sucks. I haven't yep. beat it yet. I need to beat it. I have it. I haven't played it yet. I bought it on sale on uh, PlayStation, uh, so I have it on PS Plus. It, nice. it was free on PS Plus. I bought it. <laughs> all right. I kind of want to hit you guys with a couple uh, release date updates real quick okay. before we uh, wrap up the new section. So Monster Hunter World is coming to PC August 9th. Yes. And Darksiders, Darksiders 3 is coming out November 27. Ooh, that's a good game. And then Multiplat, Co- I bet. Yeah. And then Code Vein got delayed to 2019 after eh. a September 28 release date. And oh, I was looking forward to that. I, I don't uh, know. To, to me, it combines the anime trash that I love so much with Dark Souls. So, mm. yeah, I'm into it. Same. Mm, okay. 
Well, well 2019 is going to be pretty lit, I think. Oh, it's 2019 is going to be too much, man. I, I still am not. You guys keep talking about all these great games coming out this year. I still don't really know what they are. Besides Red Dead. You They're know all on our calendar, fam. Just go you know look. What? Yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to pull up the calendar right now, live, on the internet. Fine, do it. On our show, and we're going to go hey, through I'm this. ready to be wrong. I don't care. I just can't think of anything. I'm not excited for anything besides Red Dead 2. Okay, so Monster Hunter World for PC. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Walking Dead final season in August. No. Yakuza Kiwami 2. No, I don't care. Dragon Quest 11. Spider-Man. Uh, that might not be bad. Spider-Man's a big deal. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Nope, don't care. Spyro. Don't care. Life is Strange 2, Episode 1. Don't really care. How dare you? I don't really care. You, are, uh, you don't have a heart. Okay, yeah, Forza, Forza Horizon 4, Mega Man don't, 11. Don't really care, nope. Assassin's, you don't care about Mega Man 11? No. Yeah, I'm care. excited. That game looks really good. Nah. Uh, Assassin's Crap Odyssey. No, I definitely don't care. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Battlefield hey, 5. Curious about Call of Duty. The new Star Fox, excuse me, Starlink game. Featuring Star Fox on Switch. Not really killer app, I would say. Yeah. And then Red Dead 2, of course. Okay, that's four games I care about. Hitman 2, Fallout 76, Pokemon Let's Go, all in one week. Pokemon, maybe. Man, I don't know. Those are some big names. Uh, Darksiders okay. 3. I'm, I'm kind of excited for that, yeah. And then Just Cause 4 and Smash. Just Cause 4 could be good, but we said that about three. We'll see. Now, and then Smash, is that it? Is that the end of the calendar? For now, yeah. Okay, see, I'm just saying. Uh, compare uh, that's like next March. You know what I mean? If you look at all the games come out in 2019, it's ridiculous. I don't know. I'll be playing. I mean, I'll be playing so much Kingdom Hearts in February. So oh, same. But Jeez. like to me, that's at least like that's at least one game a month I've been looking forward to, if not more. Right. I'm not saying there's a. I'm not saying like there's no games coming out. I'm just saying compared to 2019, 2019 is heavy, heavy fucking loaded. Eh. All right, are we are we moving on to the next section? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton more news that I have curated, but fuck it, we don't have time. So let's uh, shuffle over to the end of our show here and close out with our question of the week. All right, guys, we'll make this quick. It's a would you rather. I don't think we've done the one of these in a while. So I just thought of this before the show. Gentlemen, would you rather... Have your entire body waxed, head to toe, soup to nuts, waxed off, or go blind for a week? Hmm. Discuss. Does that include my head hair? Every every inch of your body is waxed with the kind that hurts. Waxing your beard would suck. I think I'd go with blindness. <laughs> yeah, that's week. what I was leaning toward. Dude, that would be a personal hell. You ever seen uh, the uh, one video by <laughs> Metallica? That'd be really fucked yeah, up, man. One. Yeah, but yeah, well, like, that's like you fucking you lose your all your limbs, all your senses aside, and you basically you're just left with nothing but your thoughts. Darkness imprisoning me. Essentially, yeah. But I, th- I think I could live with a week of blindness because one, I know it's temporary. Really? So, like, I could just call into work and be like, hey, I'm going to be blind for a week. Like, it's a bar bet. I'm sorry. I'm going to be blind it's for a, a week. It's a bar bet. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I don't know. That seems very hellish to me. And, and long. I think a week blind is going to feel so much longer than you guys realize. Oh, for oh, sure. I mean. Yeah, it would feel it would feel, feel crazy. Like a month. But, like, at the same time, though, 
I I would kind of lean towards that because like I feel like it would be Damn. a fucking crazy experience. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where like experiencing life debilitated like that. Just what would for an you do? Week. You couldn't drive. You couldn't cook food. I know. It would just finding finding out how you know. <laughs> what if you lose your phone? Podcasts. Maybe I should say this: a week blind alone. Alone. That changes it. I'd still go with it. Because well, if you I lose, if you a, lose your a little phone, bit too brutal. Yeah, that'd be a little they, bit too brutal. Yeah, you could die just trying to plug in your phone. <laughs> Stick a finger in the outlet, you're dead. Yeah, but like waxing everything, like you would be a hairless freak <laughs> for your face. Like I'm talking eyebrows yeah, yeah, yeah. and head hair. Eyelashes. Everything. All of it. Oh, your eyeballs. Would those get waxed? Fuck. No, 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 no. no. Your done. eyelashes no, would. Not your, eye, not your eyeballs. There's no hair on your eyeballs. You don't know that. I, I'm pretty fucking sure, Robert. Uh, but your eyelashes would get waxed, and that would suck all into of itself. God damn, dude! It would suck to your gooch waxed. Fuck. <laughs> people do yeah. it every day. I'll bet you people are doing it right as we speak. Gooches are waxed. They're, as you're as they're listening to tying this podcast, you're getting your taint waxed. <laughs> Grundles are rendered hairless. <laughs> I can't talk, dude. It would be real. It'd be weird. I I don't even know. Like I feel like Patrick Star or something. Could I? Could I get? Could I get? Could I get knocked out before the waxing? Uh, no. Can I ask you, them to just like punch me real hard? You can have a cup of coffee. That's all you're out allowed to have. Can I have a cup of coffee with like twenty roofies in it? No, no, no roofies. <laughs> Mixing all them up, that upper with that, some of them downers. <laughs> could still I not? Though, but still, though, let's get past the pain of being waxed. Like, you, like to your point, Robert, you have to walk around as a fucking freak for like months. Not just one week, but like months, you're gonna be ashamed to like go out in public. You'd be ashamed to look yourself in the mirror. You'd be, I'd be like, I'd be like, are, do you, everyone would be like, do you have cancer? <laughs> everyone be like, like I'm are so you going sorry. through fucking chemo right yeah, now? Yeah, they'd be like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, why? I just don't want to be blind for a week. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be blind for that, dude. I, I don't know. Get if you, I got waxed, dude, I'd be like fucking Steve Carell and forty year old virgin. I know you would. And Colin, you'd have to get the top of your feet waxed, bro. We know how that goes. Rip, bro. I already shaved them. Well, no, they're gonna be waxed. It's gonna hurt because you seem yeah, to have some, some thick, some waxing. Yo, where, where is like where would be the most painful to get waxed though? Your taint. Are you serious? No, the the scrot easily, guys. Come on. No, your asshole. Your asshole. <sighs> like that actually like, up into your asshole, dude. People do that. Yeah, that's I, like a not, bikini wax or something. That's probably gonna fucking hurt. I wouldn't. I don't know, dude. It. A fucking nipple hair. Nipple hair would hurt. Uh, you know I, what? I think that would be it would not be great, but I think it'd be uh, tolerable. I think eyebrow would hurt more than you think. Yeah, I think the eyebrow would suck. Cause, cause, like, how many times have you gotten like a bump on your eyebrow or yes, get cut on your eyebrow? But where your hair's the thickest is your head. That probably be the fucking shitty to the shitty. Oh, they're uh, dude. No, that if they're they're not waxing my hair, hair the top yeah. of my head the way it is now. They're gonna shave it first. Well, but still, it's gonna suck. Well, yeah, it's, gonna, it it's, gonna, it's probably gonna bleed because oh, the yeah. hair is so thick there. And so dense, it's probably gonna like rip your skin up. Ugh. I don't want to yeah, think about it anymore. About that. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, you end up like the dude in fucking Event Horizon. But anyways, I don't know, guys. Did you pick? Did you select? It's hard. I'm to going a week blind, bro. Here's the thing, that's though. That's like, fucking a week blind alone. No, I ain't fucking going alone. Yeah, that's the rules. Way. Them's the breaks. Wait, you wait. I'm like, you fucking have to go. Alone. No, that's just that's just pure misery. You can't even live. That'd be real. I mean, you you would be in danger of potentially starving to death. And then what if yeah. you eat something poisonous? You're just dead. 
What if yeah, you eat the Brillo pads in the bottom of the sink? I would. I would do I it. Think, you think they're Triscuits? I think your tongue would know before your throat would. Oh, man. I mean, it's only one way to find out. No, just kidding. Yeah, then maybe that's how this whole Tide Pod thing started. Tide Pods. Yeah, yeah some guy someone's like, I bet. don't want to get waxed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fucking uh, eat Tide Pods. I'm I think I'm picking. Blind. I think I have to pick getting my whole body waxed because being blind alone seems like I would want to die before the week was over. Yeah, so I, I would do it with help. I would go blind if I had help, but alone, no way. I would go with waxing. Not alone. There's no way. I'd yeah. pick waxing. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm in the same boat. There it is. All right. I think that's that was pretty it. good. Would you rather if I don't toot my own horn myself? All right. Let's uh, let's wax on, wax off, and let's finish up this show. Nice. So, um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, anything you wanna you wanna tell us live on this pre-recorded for right now show. Uh, oh yeah. Hey, we're not Twitch streaming for a little while because Colin and I are gonna be in transition. So there's that. They're um, transitioning yeah. to their actual gender. No, just kidding. Same. Yeah. Next time you I, hear us live, we will be live from motherfucking Seattle, the Pacific North, Northwest, my friends. The North Northwest. Uh, so you can email North anything Swiss. to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all of our social medias, which you can find the links to at tinydisc.com. That's also where you can find all of our previous episodes if in you want to peruse them. Uh, if you want to leave us an iTunes review that'd help us out a lot, it'd mean way more than you know. It, it'd like be the best thing ever. But if not, hey, you know what? Tell a friend. That's all. That's all we want. Just grassroots. You know, turn turn to your right. Tell your friend. Or you know what? Post about uh, post about the show on Reddit on an outrage post uh, like in, the, <laughs> in our games and just start raging about how good our show is. Like you're, so, we're so good. It makes you angry. Petition for our careers to be over. <laughs> yep. Fucking loot boxes, blah blah blah. Hey guys, you check out the Tiny Disc Podcast. Yeah, they have loot boxes in their podcast, man. It's fucking weird. It's a loot box free podcast. Uh, Where can we find you guys online? You can find me at boo boo underscore underscore five five on Twitter, aka Colin and Mono. Also, if I ever do get waxed, I'm definitely working that into my Eustace Bangs cosplay from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Hey. I am at Mr. underscore Cepeda on Instagram and follow me there. And one last thing, shout out to um, no shit though, like shout out to Robert for doing the show with freaking pneumonia. Let the show go on. I uh, that's same, pretty cool. Uh, you could find me selling loot boxes for our show on the corner of your street or on Twitter at Panoptimist. P I N O P T I M I S T. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the Tiny Dis Pneumonia Cast, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Say his name three times in the mirror and a loot box appears.